Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. so that you know that it is the same God. Shall we put our hands together and welcome Cecilia Phoebe? Put your hands together for Cecilia. Hallelujah. Please introduce yourself to the congregation. Hi, everyone. Hi. My name is Cecilia Phoebe. And you are from which? Basanta. Flowers. Flower. Hallelujah. Cecilia, what is your testimony about? My testimony is two, and it's about divine provision. Oh, as I, you listen to the testimony, believe that God is providing for you in a divine way. Amen. Tell us your testimony. I joined the church last year, and last year my school fees wasn't paid. I told LP, MFA, and Eredra about it, and they sent me to Lady Reverend's place. Yeah. She advised me that God will provide. A certain day I was there, I went to check my student portal, and the school fees was paid. And those that I know, I called everyone, they said they are not the one who paid. Yes. I don't, I don't think you are understanding what is happening. How many of you are students in the church? And she's saying that she came to school last day. Last day, her school fees hadn't been paid. But she spoke to her pastors and they told her that God will provide. And then she got up one day, checked her portal, and the fees had been paid. And all the people who had the power to pay, when she called them, they said they were not, you know, the ones who paid the fees. It's not them. Do you understand the miracle? I see God providing for you in a divine way, in a miraculous way. Hallelujah. Please go on. And the second testimony, that one too is about the operation. Don't think about it. Wow. The last day, Reverend Francis Nancy, he said we should bring Annie and Mock. And that day, I decided not to come because I wasn't having How the Annie. How many of you decided not to come? Please go. So I came late. I came late. So I went to Eraldra and she gave me some of the Annie. And Prophet said that if we know any auntie or uncle, 
who don't want to help us, we should mention their names. Wow. And I have one relative in Germany. That's my uncle's wife. But my uncle has passed away. When I came first here, I called her. And the way she spoke to me, it was so sad. Yeah. 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 So I mentioned her name. And he said that we should call them on Monday. But I called her on Wednesday. And, and she asked me that, what do I want? And who gave me her number? That's what she asked me. And wow. I told her that I took the number from my brother. She asked me, what do I want? And I told her that this semester, the course I'm offering, all the lecturers, if you go for their class, they will say we should bring laptop. And I don't have. So she asked me the price of a laptop. And I said, I don't know. And I called my brother. He sent me one. That is 2003. But I tested there is 2008. So Friday. <laughs> she had other charges. No, she added charges. Don't worry. Charges, charges, delivery charges is allowed. Go on. It's a, a delivery charges is allowed. Go on. So just yeah. this Friday. I was there and she called me that which number should she send the money to. And I told her my phone number. I was there and she sent me 3,000. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. She didn't have to help her, but just because God was in the picture, the lady got up and helped her in a miraculous way. I see God bringing people who will give you divine help in Jesus' name. Cecilia, what would you like to tell the congregation? I will tell the church that if you are here, you are in good church. That's what I will say. And also, if they organize a conference and camps, we should do well to participate. And it's a good thing because if I wasn't here, yeah. yes. And also, we are supposed to go for outreach to bring more people to the church. If a Raja wasn't in my hostess to inform me Ow. about the good word of the Lord, Ow. I wouldn't have found Oh, put your hands together. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Cecilia. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. From today, decide that you will never miss any program in the church. You will never miss a Sunday service. You will never miss a prayer meeting. You will never miss a convention or a conference. It is time to be blessed by the word of God. And we have been blessed with God's anointed, God's prophetess, God's evangelist, God's shepherd, the shepherd of our soul, ears, joy. Your children are ready, the congregation, we are ready. Speak to us, bless us, make some noise and put your hands together. Hallelujah. Worship you. Come on, let's sing it. Words cannot say how great you are. I can search your whole world away. I will never find someone like you.
give the Lord a shout wherever you are standing. I said, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Let us pray. Father, we are grateful to be in your house this morning. I pray that your word will find soft hearts to enter. I pray, Lord, that you speak to us. And I pray, Lord, that even as you speak to us, we will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You want to take your seat. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you glad to be in church this Sunday morning? Tell your neighbor, these are not ordinary days. But we are coming through them. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Now, before I start preaching, I have asked the ashes to open the two doors at the side. It's not for you to exit. If you exit that way, you will fall into a hole. And I will leave you there. <laughs> are you there? Okay. So construction is happening. By next week, we believe that we'll be back to normal. Amen. Beautiful. Now, two quick announcements before I start preaching. The first one is that next weekend we have a visitor. Amen. And on Friday, we are going to celebrate our Valentine's Day on Friday. And, oh, but Valentine was that, listen, this life, eh, every day, the every days are a lot. So every once in a while, there's another day and we just do another thing. Uh-huh. So we have a visitor in the person of Bishop Kwekwatiemo. He is coming here. Amen. Please, oh, people, I ask to open one door just opposite the stage. That's all. Please close that door. Where you are standing, Richard, close it. I don't want problems. People don't listen to instructions. Just like how you didn't hear, that's how they do. They walk straight into the hole. <laughs> Mercy. Uh, please ask your neighbor, are you one of those who would have fallen inside the hole? <laughs> oh, we know the hole is there. Look, human beings, you don't know human beings. You don't know. When I was coming to church this morning, as we got to the, uh, the filling station, the metro had crossed the road. He was loading. He had crossed the road, crossed the road. Just said, block the road. Nobody going, nobody coming. He was filling his bus. He's also human nature. Yeah. So tell your neighbor, you because, you because. That's why we are feeling hot in the room today. But we'll survive, and it's just for one Sunday. We have gone through worse before. So this is your small part. <laughs> yes, there was a time in this church for three months we were outside. Yeah, under canopy for three months. Yes. So tell your neighbor, where there is no be anything. No be anything. We go feed you. No be anything. Hallelujah. Yes, I was talking to you about this coming weekend. Friday, find something red, a touch of red. It's going to be as good as we make it. Amen. It's going to be as good as we make it. It's going to be as much fun as we make it. There are many people who go through life expecting somebody to make fun for them. But that's not how it is. The fun that you enjoy is the one you make for yourself. So Friday, we are here. Friday evening is 6 p.m. It is not an all night. It's just an ordinary evening. Amen but it's going to be a good time. Saturday, he'll be with the Indies congregation, the Gospel Encounter service at Indies. And on Sunday, he'll be here. So I hope we don't do what I've seen us do these past two weeks. Last week and this week, I've seen a lot of lateness. Don't repeat it next week. Is it okay? 
I know you are the early ones, but when you see your late comments, tell them, don't repeat it. Don't repeat that behavior. Don't repeat it. Amen and amen. Beautiful. Now, the second announcement, I want you to just keep open the dates, 19th to 20, 21st March, when we'll be visited by Bishop Edwin Ogo and Bishop <laughs> Frederick Norte. Two very anointed men of God. I often say of Bishop Ogo that if you have not heard Bishop Ogo preaching, then you, have not, you don't know what preaching is. Yeah. And each of these men of God, when they come, they come with their own special flavor. Bishop Atiemo has what he carries. Those of you who don't plan to be tenants forever, you plan that you build one day, you better become his friend. He has overseen the building of 616 buildings. Yes, in this, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have been your first chicken coop, right? You have not built it. The chickens in your house, they are still running up and down. You just find somewhere to lock them at night because you can't build a chicken coop. Ask your neighbor, the goats in your house, where do they stay? <laughs> can't even build a, a, a goat pen. I think there's an anointing there we need to tap. Amen. He's also somebody who understands loyalty. He has become a major force by being loyal to, loyal to what God placed before him. So we shall be here Friday, and we'll be here again Sunday, and we shall we'll allow him to go back with the anointing. Amen and amen. Beautiful. This morning, I want to continue what I started sharing with you. Last week, we started to discuss the calling of God. I want you to ask your neighbor, now, do you understand that you are called? How many of you were here last week? Just wave at me so that, yeah, enough of us. So if you were not here, please look for the podcast and listen. Yeah, if I go back, it will take us too far back. Amen. Now, I started sharing with you on the scripture. Many are called, few are chosen. Amen. I've just received a very nice, important message. I'll share it with you at the end of service. Okay. Many are called. You are more likely to be called than not called. Whether you answer, that's a different question. But called, there you are. Uh-huh. The difference between the many and the few is those who answer and those who pass the exams. When you started kindergarten or P1, you were more than this. Hello? You were more than this. And then some of you have come to the university. How did you come? Several exams, several things that you went through. You passed, 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 passed. If you fell, you came back on board. Ah, you have reached where you are. That's exactly how it is with God too. So the calling there is there. Everybody, you are called. But whether you pass the exams on the way or not, you know, that's the issue. Are you with me? And last week I was sharing with you some facts about the calling of God because of the fact that we think that it has to be, um, what's the word? Dramatic. If I was not dramatically called, then it's, it's, then I'm not called or something like that, you know. And I shared different things with you. Now this morning, I'm going to go a little deeper. This morning, we're going to go through the Bible and see how different people were called because the truth is that you are called. And the call has probably come and you didn't notice. You didn't notice. I was sharing recently with a certain young prophet. The person had had a dream. And the person told me the dream. And the person was on their way to go and preach somewhere. And I told the person, you see, 
The difference between you and the prophets we know is just the boldness in declaring what you have seen. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. Because the person was sharing a very powerful dream with me. Very, very powerful. And I told the person, when you go to the meeting, share the dream and say that I have heard from heaven about you. And this is the dream. But normally you go there, you just go and say that, oh, eh, please, we'll have a very powerful conversation. It was something. You were called. It was something. But you didn't see it. Or you, did, or you just, you just it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, it was my mind. Let me give you an answer about that. It was my mind thing. Should I give you an answer? I want you to accept the fact that you don't think. If you can accept that you don't think, you'll be okay. Why? Because when the thought comes, you know it's not from you. The thought came, it was a powerful thought. God had, is the one who was, un- he dropped it in your mind. He said, oh, it was my mind. Why would it where you don't think? That's a rule. You don't think. Why do you think that particular powerful thought is you? Are very quiet. Why are you saying that we don't think? You want me to prove to you that you don't think? I should prove to you that you don't think. I should prove to you. I really should prove to you that you don't think. It will become very serious in the room. I should start. I should start. Okay, point number one. <laughs> you know the church you go to, the service you go to is at seven. But you were up last night chatting, watching series, till two. So that you say that I couldn't wake up, I was sleeping. Are you a thinking person? I don't think, I don't think. Thank you very much, Reverend. You came to, to, to KNUST to go to class. Then you don't go. You said the subject, I don't like it. Meanwhile, whether you like or you don't like, there's an exam at the end, and you don't go. Are you thinking? The subject, after two lectures, you were lost. You didn't understand. You didn't also seek for help. And you went into the exam like that. I don't know what you were hoping would happen. Are you thinking? You have an ulcer. And you refuse to eat. And then your stomach things happen. They can't say, my stomach. Are you thinking? I got to talk to some people here today. Because the people who annoy me in this life, you know that you have an ulcer. Then you will not eat. Then you say, my stomach is paining you. May it pain you. What else do you expect to happen? You are diabetic. Every day you are eating kabo. Then you text me that they say my sugar is gone up. They don't even need to say you should have known. <laughs> you see why I told you that you shouldn't let me start. Do you understand now when I say you don't think? So when a certain kind of thought comes, you should see that it's not me. This one, God is the one talking to me, especially when it's a good thought. Oh, it can't be me. I don't think. <laughs> Are you in the house? <laughs> it's not part of my preaching. But this morning, I'm going to share with you how different people were called. Because as I'm sharing... Some of you see that that's me. And you understand that you were called. Just that you didn't see it. There are also some of us who think that how A was called, that's how B2 will be called. I want to ask you whether in this room, any of us have, have written the same answer to the same question. You see that we are very different, but we are all here. Okay, ask your neighbor, what did you have for breakfast? 
Even on one row, you see that is ten different things. So why do you think that you're calling, you'll be called in the same way? Am I talking to some people in the house? God is not a computer. The day you understand it, it will help you. Computer, you just control S, saved. Control V, paste. It doesn't matter which computer. When you see it, control, pa, control V. Pa. God is not a computer. What he would do, the way he would do it for A, he would not do it like that for B. And we should know it. Have you not seen that usually siblings, same mother, same father, same environment, same growing up, and yet they are different? You should know that he doesn't do the same thing. So as we are going through, you will see that, look, all these people, I'm using Bible people because we can see the call. It's the clear one. We can see the call. Hallelujah. Are you in church this morning? Ask your neighbor why. Small, cold weather. I don't even know it was cold. Small darkness. No, you are hot. <laughs> All right, so let's go. I'm going to start giving you some examples. Those strolling to come to church, I don't know why you do that. Hey, yay, ready. Let me look in my book. They don't think. Okay, thank you. The first one, we're going to look at different ones, so it's going to go a little fast. You can always, I mean, some of you who are wise, you usually come with a book, put it down so you can check. But there's also a book many are called, you know, which, I mean, is all the points are in there. Now, the first one I want, to, I want to show you is one you probably know. The divine call of Abraham. How was Abraham called? By the word of God. Genesis chapter 12, I'm reading from verse 1 to 4. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. So this was how his call came. He heard God speak to him. Are you there? And he moved. And God has spoken to many of us. Oh, how does God speak? It's like asking me, how do you know somebody is beautiful? You can hear it. Somebody is talking to you. Yeah. Am I talking to someone this morning? Hello? And he, you see, he moved based on what he heard, and he was blessed. This is Genesis 12, and by Genesis 13, he was a wealthy man. And as it went on, he had a son, and just as the Lord told him, look, he says that, I will bless them that bless thee up until today. The descendants of Abraham in, in, in Israel, up until today, those who bless them are blessed, and those who curse him, them are cursed. doesn't matter whether you think they are right or wrong. Is a word and it's standing. Yeah. Are you there? Hmm? The world will have explanations for why this and that and the other, but all the countries that have stood against Israel, they are all in problems of a certain kind. Of a certain kind. Are you seeing it? The next one. The divine call of Jacob through a dream. Genesis chapter 28, and we're reading on verse 12. Some of you dream, but you only see evil spirits. But <laughs> here is Jacob. He has left his father's house. Things were not so good as he was leaving. 
And as he moved out of his father's house and he was going, he didn't have anything. He was at a time in his life where he didn't own anything. Even a pillow he didn't have. And he laid down somewhere to sleep just because darkness has fallen. And the Bible says in verse 12, he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it into thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob waked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. So as he was there, he just had this dream. And when he woke up, he understood the dream. He understood the dream. Amen. He understood the dream. God had called him. He understood it straight away. God doesn't go walking around and telling everybody that the world will be blessed through them. And he just said, hey, this thing that I've seen. And some of you dream dreams, but you don't know that God was calling you. I have seen people, they've texted me. In my dream, I was dreaming and I saw Bishop Doug in a dream and he poured oil over me. And you can't see that, it's a call. Keep walking. I mean, what do you think it is? What do you think it is? This guy, he saw the angels going and come. He just said, God talking to you. That was it. What again uh, do you want? Mm. Are you in the church? I'm wondering why you are so quiet, but never mind. <laughs> Let's continue. You know, so you see that some of the things are dramatic. Some of them are very normal. How many of you have had a dream and somebody was laying hands on you, pouring oil on you, speaking a word over you? Lift your hand and let me see. You've had a dream like that. Yeah, just lift it, just lift it. Yeah, there you are. There you are. And some of you, it's just that you decide that you don't mind me. Holy Spirit, just knock them where they are sitting. You will leave church with a headache today. <laughs> and when you get the headache, you say, yeah, that's the knock of the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you see, you, so, you took it so lightly that you don't even remember. You don't even remember. <laughs> it was nothing to you. I'm continuing. The divine call of Moses through an unusual and unnatural occurrence. These are the ones we like, you know. <laughs> Exodus chapter 3. I'm reading from verse 1 to 6. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. When I read this sentence, sometimes I wonder, what would I have been thinking? Would I have even noticed that it was burning, but it wasn't burning. And the angel, where are we? And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt? And when the Lord saw that he turned aside, are you seeing it? To see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. 
And he said, Draw not knife hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the ground whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Clear divine call, oh. I said, clear divine call, oh. Do you know why you are quiet? Because you know that if you had seen the bush, you have said, yay! It's a demon. We have caught them, demons, in the name of Jesus, out! I bind! I roll away! <laughs> I drop into the water! It would may not even ever get to you, Crumple, that God is doing something. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> Let the fire of the Holy Ghost drop and kill this fire. <laughs> hey, it's very serious. Are you there? I'm talking about the different ways in which people were called. And I'm hoping that as I'm speaking, you yourself will remember those things that you thought were small things. But now you can see that it's not so small. God was actually saying something to you. Because there are some of you here that God has actually laid his hand on you and he has picked you out from among your brethren. But as he has picked you out and he's moving you, you are struggling to go back to where your brethren are. And you are fighting with the Lord. Hey. Can I continue? Are you, are you listening to the different examples? Are you thinking about yourself? And are you trying to remember whether you are called or not? Has something happened to you? <laughs> now, there's another interesting one. The divine call of Aaron through Moses. Exodus chapter 4. I'm going to be reading from verses 14 to 16. Exodus 4, 14 to 16. And it says, The anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, Is not Aaron the Levite thy brother? I know that he can speak well. Now let me give you a bit of background here. The Lord had called Moses and he was calling him and telling him that I'm going to send you to Pharaoh to go and release my people. And Moses had been giving excuses. I can't go, I can't do this, Lord, what's that you see? And then he said, I cannot also talk. He was a stammerer. And that's what the Lord was just not happy with him. And so um, the, 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 the Lord said, please just stay in verse 14. He said, ah, what is this? Are you getting So that's where God's invitation was from. And then he said that, look, your brother, I know he can speak well. And also, behold, he cometh forth to meet thee. So he's walking towards you. He's coming to see you. When he seeth thee, he'll be glad in his heart. Verse 15. And thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. And I will be with thy mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. And he shall be your spokesman to the people. He shall be... Even he shall be to thee instead of a mouth, and thou shalt be to him instead of God. Uh, please, give us normal English. Because hmm. some people, they are already trying to litigate here. Take us to verse 14. The Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well, and look, he's on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. 
Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak and I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. He will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. A very, very important scripture in today's day and age of our Lord when people do not understand the ways of God and do not understand that there are times when the Lord puts somebody in your life and it is just by association with that person that a certain calling or a certain job comes up on you. Are you there? Or you can't see what, I, what we're reading? Could you see it or you couldn't see it? You will see that in a certain way. Please, oh, the young lady, I don't understand that position. You're in church. Are you not well? You are well. <gasps> Sit well, please. We're in church. I find myself having to correct this thing over and over and over again, as well as those who are reading their phones. You are out of order. You read your phone the whole day. Just give God a few minutes. Is it okay? Is it okay? Mm, thank you. You see somebody here who actually, in a way, doesn't really seem to have a certain direct original call. His call was totally tied to Moses, completely. Or you can't see it. Let's read it again. Some people, they didn't wake up. I have to read it again because we, we see people like this. And then, out of pride, foolishness, rebellion, whatever, they say, I don't need Moses, and they go. And they become exactly nothing. Without Moses, Aaron didn't feature in the story at all. Are you there? What about Aaron the Levite? So he was a Levite. The Levites were ashes. They were the people who cleaned the temple, changed the bread, make sure there's incense burning, make sure that there's enough oil for the candlesticks to burn. That was the job of the Levites. There were also some of the Levites who were singers. Now here is this Levite who God now picks up and joins to Moses to help Moses in the mission he had to do. His calling was totally tied. Are you there? I hope you are thinking well. Hmm? Some of you, eh, as you came to church and somebody asked you to do something, you didn't know that it was in answering that thing that you were called. That's why you are fooling with it. But you will discover as you leave it and you don't work with it that you suddenly are just there. You are just there. Now you turn to your neighbor and say, ah, what's happening with you? What's God doing with you? What's God doing with you? You discover that many of you, nothing. He's doing nothing because what he asked or the person he sent, you sacked the person. When they knocked at your door, you said, who that? And they were afraid of you. If everyone had behaved in a certain way, he would not have fulfilled this call. We all know Aaron, but we know him because of Moses. And everything he was doing was in conjunction with Moses. That was it. In fact, he died shortly before Moses. He didn't have any other work. And when God puts you in a place, you better know what you are doing. Are you there? Hey, I'm talking to some people. You are very quiet this morning. Oh. Are you here or you have traveled? Please ask the neighbor by you. You didn't sleep last night or what exactly? What exactly? What, what exactly happened? Well, because your quietness these days, you know, I'm not understanding this quietness. Well, you don't like the topic. I should come and uh, be standing here saying, I see you receiving. You have been receiving. Ah, me, why wouldn't you? 
one of the sources of your prosperity is your core. Yes. Because that's what God has given you to do. And as you do what God has given you to do, he is the person who prospers you. And you don't know, he has called you, has shouted and you cannot hear. So you better take it seriously. Arrow, are you annoyed with me? I don't mind. I don't mind. Just, you can be annoyed, but listen to what I'm sharing with you. You can be annoyed. Amen. Now, I was going to share, there's another one with a dream. I'm picking different ones so that you see that there are different ways. Now, here's another one. The divine call of Samuel, by staying in the church and being trained to recognize God's voice, which can sound like man's voice. That was also a call. How did Samuel Samuel called? We're coming to read it so that you will not argue with me that I have come to write something and I'm saying something. I'm sharing with you from Bishop Doug's book on many are called. And this man, what is it? Why has it? Hey. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 3, I'm reading from verse 1. The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of God was precious in those days. There was no open vision. In other words, God was not talking. When we misbehave, a time comes when he doesn't say anything. You can be in church, you can be singing, jumping around, but God is just not there. And this was the situation in those days because God was not happy with what was going on. You think you are the only person who can be quiet when you are not happy. Verse 2, it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place. He had gone to bed. His eyes began to wax dim, so he was getting blind. He could not see. Before the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. That the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. He ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for you called me. And he said, I, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou called thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. I thought in verse 1, go back to verse 1. And the child somewhere ministered unto the Lord. Can you see somebody who was in church but didn't know God? First verse 1, he was ministering unto the Lord. So he was doing things before Eli. Eli was the priest. He was doing things. So you can be here. You can be playing the organ. I mean, when you play, we love the sound. Verse 7. Didn't know the Lord. Didn't know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Listen, you can be in church all your days, eh? And when you die, the Lord will say, I don't know you. I don't know you. Oh, my name is, I don't know you. Here was somewhere from the age of three, he had been in the temple. He didn't know anything else. The pornography he had been watching, he didn't watch some. The fornication he had been doing, he didn't do some. The stealing that you have been stealing one one and eating your roommate's food. He didn't do. The telling lies that you love the guy to get his money. He didn't do something. 
he didn't do some. They're wearing your clothing so that it suggests if it is revealing you're here and you're here and you're here. He didn't do some. All those things he didn't do. And from when he was three, when his eyes opened small, he was in the house of God. All he knew was the house of God and yet didn't know God. I'm talking to somebody today. He didn't know God. The Lord had called him twice. He had answered. Didn't, he didn't understand it. Like some of you, you see, and that is why I keep on saying, when you come into church to hear the word of God, I beg you, get off your phone. Get off your phone. Sit properly and listen. It's not a lecture in your lecture theater. You cannot, I don't have any, uh, what do you call it, um, slides to give you. The book I'm explaining is there, number one. When it's made available to you to buy, you can't buy. When it is giving you to you, for, to you free, you can't read. Uh, please, what I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? So, so why are you doing your face as if I'm talking something, 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 something? So when you come into church, the one opportunity you have that is explained and you can listen small, allow your chicken brain to work. Mm. Why are you insulting? Ah, but you've been insulting pastors ah, all this time. Who has asked you any question? Don't bring yourself at all. The boy didn't know God. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. The reason why you are not able to open the book and read it to yourself is that it's not revealed to you. After I've shared it, when you go and read it, it will make sense. Verse 8. The Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he got up again and went back to Eli. He said, here I am, you called me. It was at this point that Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Then Eli said, go and lie down. If he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood and called us at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. You know, I could preach a whole sermon just on this scripture. Because there are so many very key things in here. I need you to understand that. From verse 1, we were told that God was not talking. He had not been talking to the people for quite some time. And the reason that he was not talking was because Eli, who was a high priest to him and had served him all his years, when Eli realized that he was getting old, he had allowed his children to take over the work, but the children had messed the work up. And instead of being priests, they were, <laughs> it says what? <laughs> They were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. So they were just going through the motions, sleeping with the girls, eating, <laughs> eating God's meat, <laughs> and all kinds of things. <laughs> and Eli was not able to discipline them, you see. And, and it's a very interesting thing because in the house of God today, when you are a pastor and you discipline people, then people start to write nonsense. They start to write nonsense. Why did he sack the pastor? Do you know the rules that govern being a pastor in this house? You don't even know. You don't know. Recently, somebody came and told me she said she was in a hairdressing saloon, and then as they were doing the hair, her hairdresser started to talk that Bishop Doug has done this or that. I said, what did you answer? She said she was quiet. I said, how could you be quiet? What is your answer? Listen, when you are a hairdresser, what you know is hair. 
you don't know anything about what it takes to run a church. So stay in your call and allow us to stay in ours. Yeah. You are, every fool has something to say about a church. It's just like me going to, they are going to do brain surgery. And then they are there, one hour, two hours, three hours. After four hours, I'm knocking on the door. Ah, why have you taken so long? What are you doing? What do I know about brain surgery? Am I qualified to have an opinion? Do I know what goes into the surgery of the brain? The answer is no. So also, you don't know what it takes to build a church. You don't know what it takes to keep a church running. You don't know what it takes to keep the thing moving. You don't know. So don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake at all. I'm saying this because here was Eli and God was angry with him because he didn't discipline his children. I I tell you something. We don't care what anybody says. We will bring the discipline to the house. We'll bring it cry. Because more yeah, say. Most of you sitting here, you can't do all night. You can't fast. You can't pray. <laughs> you are very quiet, too. The fornication in the church is equal to the one outside. Uh, Lady Rev says it's more. If you were honest, and I asked how many of you have watched Pono, it is hundred percent. Maybe 101. <laughs> Only that, the same way they lie outside, that's how we lie inside, so you won't tell the truth. And it comes from leaders in the house of God who were afraid to discipline their children. So we thought we can bring just anything into the house of God. We have churches, the instrumentalists can play anything. Not here, oh. Here, when you are an instrumentalist, when you take the song, you play what the writer of the song, how he wrote it, that's what you play. Yes. The day you change it, the judgment that will fall on your head, it will not be easy. I remember one day I was sitting here, we were having a prayer meeting, and I forgot the lead guitarist at the time was the one leading the prayer meeting. Then he raised the song, and when they prayed, they were singing. (laughs) Then (laughs) one of the instrumentalists was playing his own thing. I was sitting there praying and I'd forgotten that is the leader who is leading. And I started to type. The drums, it is wrong. It is wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> so the guy, <laughs> he was standing there. He saw my message. Signal the guy. You won't come here and play what you think is okay. You are what you show us the songs you have written. You have not written one yet. So what the person did that we like the song, play exactly that. When we say it, you say we shouldn't discipline. You will see sound people. When they are working for those people who serve the devil, do you hear feedback? Does the mic cut? Do you hear all those things that we hear? So when I stand here and I'm balancing my sound people, don't you dare criticize. Don't you dare. That's why I say you don't have an opinion. Ah, you don't have an opinion. off, <laughs> The people who are there, they understand exactly what is going on. That's why they are still there. You should ask, hey, you people, do you know that I like you? And do you like me too? Can you please turn to a people and tell them that, look, they should chop their house matter and leave us to chop our house matter. Chop your house matter. Are you in the church? There is a reason, oh. Because look at it. 
When God started to talk to Samuel, look at what he had to say. This is God talking to Samuel about Eli. I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. That's why when you are here, unless I don't see you, but if you are on your phone, I will see and I will say. When you see me call Kata, come. I'll, then I'll give him directions. Go here. And you see him go there. It's because somebody there is doing the wrong thing. Yeah. You see. Yeah. Now, the second thing I need you to understand from that scripture is that much as God was not happy with Eli, eh, Samuel's what should I say? Progress in the house. Samuel's ability to know God, it depended on that same man God was angry with. You be them being insulting your pastor. If he had gone to bed that night and said, ah, this old man cried, you have been calling me, I say I'm coming, maybe the man cried, I think right now it's Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is doing him. He has been calling me, when I go, he says he's not calling me. I don't like people who do that kind of rough. If he calls me, I'll not answer again. That's the end of Samuel's call. That's the end. You be there judging men of God. You don't know that God is well able to judge his own man. You didn't call him. After all, when you go to the hospital and the nurse is being some way to you, do you suck her? Why don't you suck her? Because you didn't call her, you didn't appoint her, you don't pay her. Hey, you see, that's why I shouldn't have entered this point. Are you there? But can you see? That Samuel's call was dependent on that man of God. Yeah, he wouldn't have understood what was going on. So when you come to the house of God, find some humility and come. Find some humility. Because in case you don't know it, my father placed me here to be your pastor. And you may think that I'm an old lady and you could be right. And you may think that I'm a grandma, you are still right. You may think all the things that you want to see. But as you came, eh, God placed me here for you. And some of you, you ain't going nowhere. No, 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 no. No. Don't, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Even when you're angry with me, squeeze your face, but be here. Yeah. Ah, you think I've been angry with my spiritual father before? I've been angry before. Squeeze my face, pull my mouth, but I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and I always say that even if he sucks me, I won't go. I have too much sense to go. No, 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 no. Every father has a right to be angry. You, when your father got angry with you in the house and told you that you should go, you also left. Yeah. You are a type of child. <laughs> Every father has a right to be angry. And when your father is angry with you, he says, get out, please. Just go to the back, sit on the steps. And remain there. When he's passing the afternoon, he'll see you, say, and he'll go. When he's coming back, he'll see you, and he'll go. But at six o'clock, when darkness starts to fall, He'll remember that he has left a foolish boy who was sitting over there. <laughs> he'll open and go inside. That's the end of the problem. That's it. That's the end. That's the end. Am I talking to some people this morning? Yeah. Hmm. When God places you in a place, you must understand it. I'm going to give you one last example. We're out of time, not out of word. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19. The divine call of Elisha by having a mantle thrown on him. He departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat 
who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. So the man was a businessman. And he with the 12. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. He never said anything. Look, he didn't tell him thou art called to be a, 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 what? A, a prophet after the order of myself. He never said it, no. A mantle. Nowadays, we have become so familiar with mantles that we don't even know what they do. I remember going to a certain meeting and I was obeying the instruction of the Lord that pray for the mantles and just distribute. They almost ran over me. Because, oh, I want, I want. It's not magic. And this guy, when the mantle was cast over him, he understood it. Verse 20, he just asked for permission. He left it, left the oxen, ran to Elijah and said, I pray thee, let me go and kiss my mother and father. Are you there? Yeah. Some of us who have been saying, hey, please, you have left your coat here. <laughs> man of God man, <laughs> man of God this tower that you have dropped on me I don't understand please what are you saying <laughs> when you come into the presence of God be sharp okay be sharp that's why you need to pay attention I was in a convention recently and somebody slept in there <laughs> somebody slept in the convention and there it was a prophet who was ministering and he was standing there ministry and he had said something and he said the offering bring it into his hand you know and he was ministering that way and this guy was sleeping and he woke up in his sleep he thought that the people were just coming to shake their hands (laughs) 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 so he also got up from where he was came to so now the man of God was looking at him and he was looking at the man of God Tell your neighbor, that's you, that's you, that's you. You know? <laughs> I don't know how you are called. I just know that there's a call on most of you. And I want you to answer that call. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. For a few minutes, just pray and say, Lord, the grace to answer my call. Grant me the grace to answer my call. Just pray for a few minutes. Lift up your voice and pray. We have to close. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank him for calling you. In this service today, I have a lot of called people who are doing nothing in church. But you want to talk to God. And you want to say, Lord, I'm answering that call. I'm answering that call. Thank you for calling me. Thank you for choosing me. One of my favorite verses, John 15, 16 says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Sometimes we forget how important it is to be chosen. That there are so many options, and yet you are chosen. You are not in this church this morning to hear this wonderful message by chance. You are here because God chose you. And he had a message for you this morning. And you want to thank him that in the midst of all, so many things are going in other places, but today he has singled you in particular out to inform you of your calling. Maybe he's doing other things elsewhere, but you, he brought you here just to establish you in your call. I want you to tell the Lord that I surrender. Don't be too disturbed by what exactly is the call. No, it unfolds day by day. And you might find yourself doing this one day and doing that the other day. But what is important is that you have answered. And so this morning, I want you to answer. And say, Lord, I answer. I, 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 I respond. 
I respond to the call. I respond to the call. Lord, I, I want to draw closer to you. I want more of you, Lord. I respond. Lord, I don't even know exactly what you are saying that you want me to do, but I'm responding. Talk to him for a few minutes. Talk to him for a few minutes this morning. Talk to him for this this morning. Oh, yes. Talk to him for a few minutes. Jesus. Thank you for calling us, Lord. Let no one hear under the sound of my voice die before they answer their call and fulfill it. Forgive us, Lord, when we have taken your call lightly. When we have thought that it didn't matter, forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, forgive us. And this morning we answer our call. And we say, Lord, here we are. Use us as you will. We give ourselves away to you, Lord. Use us as you will.
you are also wanting to give yourself to the Lord, but you've not given your life to him. I need to tell you that before you can fulfill your call, you need to give your life to Jesus. And so if you are standing here this morning and you have not made an intentional, deliberate effort, and an intentional thing to give your life to Christ, then I want to invite you to do so this morning. Yes, you may have been in church all through. Remember, Samuel had been there even from three years old, but he didn't know the Lord. He had a day when he came to know him, and today is that day for you. And so if you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus, but you want to, just lift your right hand up. And we're going to pray together. You are here. You are not so sure what will happen to you if you were to die today, if Jesus were to come today. You cannot say for sure, I know I'm on my way to heaven. Then this prayer is for you. You want to lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. And if you've lifted up your right hand, allow the pastors and ushers to help you. And just come. I want to pray with you. You've lifted up that hand. Just come to me. Just come. I cannot see everybody where they are. Just come. Don't worry about it. Just come. You lifted your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. You lifted it. Come. Come and join us. God bless you. Come quickly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, to you I belong. Oh, you're just saying I belong. You want to give yourself to him, but you need to start at this point. You have not prayed to receive him as Lord and Savior. Please, come and join us here quickly and let us pray together. Just come. Don't worry. Your heart is beating. That's the Lord just indicating to you. You need to sort this out. If you're standing here, let's pray. Just pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. Father, I thank you for these lovely young ones who have come today to say that they just want to make it right. As you call them, may they hear you. May they answer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-A-C. God richly bless you.